This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a programme called Canny View. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Jeff Wilson from um, Hosts of Canny View and uh, a member, uh, an associate of the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Jeff? Very well, thanks. Glad to be here. Now, just to remind our listeners before we get to today's topic, which is your speciality, KiwiSaver, um, Stewart Group, what are you all about? Oh, well, Stewart Group is a family-owned um, Hawke's Bay-based business, uh, wealth and um, financial services. And so, yeah, we've been established about 30 years and look forward to the next 30 years. Now, your speciality is a Kiwi Saver, but you're not just about Kiwi Saver, are you, at uh, Stuart Group? No, absolutely not, no. So we have uh, specialists in um, all facets of wealth management, uh, risk insurance, which is life insurance, trauma uh, and the like, and um, and pensions, yeah. Now, just in case anyone has been living in a box in New Zealand for the last few years, just to remind our listeners what KiwiSaver actually is, as if we don't know what it is, but tell us, what, what, what is KiwiSaver all about? So, yeah, KiwiSaver, I think, is about 12 years old now, and it was uh, uh, established by the government back in 2007 to be ostensibly a retirement savings uh, vehicle. Um, but uh, for the younger generation, it's also a savings plan to enable them to um, get into a first home. Is it the best thing since sliced bread, financially speaking, for younger people? Oh, look, I think um, uh, it's definitely um, a, a good opportunity for people to try and get together um, the deposits now. I mean, we've just read about Hastings being, I think, the fastest growing region in the country with property values. So it's it's a big ask to, to just rely purely on KiwiSaver to achieve those deposits. But if children start early enough, um, then um, by the time they're 18 or early 20s, they could have at least accrued a reasonable amount of money. Tell us about the contributions that we might make to KiwiSaver. Okay, so um, it it largely benefits those that are um, in some form of employment. So Mm -hmm. if, for example, uh, like myself, I'm an employee of Stewart Group, then I can contribute directly from my salary um, and there are various uh, levels of employee contribution that you can make, so uh, anything ranging from 3% up to 10%. Uh, the employer is um, required to um, provide a contribution as well, uh, not quite to, uh, to those levels. Mm-hmm. Normally it's 3% less uh, a small form of tax. Um, and, but that also doesn't preclude you from making um, additional voluntary contributions. So any money that you may have uh, from other sources, you can put in uh, at any given stage. And, of course, if you're self-employed, 
then you wouldn't have the employer contribution uh, component. You would be relying on your own contributions. Then on top of that, you've got uh, this wonderful uh, gift uh, on an annual basis from the government, mm. uh, known as a government contribution, of up to $521.43. Um, it does require you to have put in double that amount, at least double that amount, um, but in return the government will just drop that uh, tax-free. You mentioned that you can put any amount into the uh, KiwiSaver fund, so you can really use it a bit like a bank. Well, um, the thing about KiwiSaver is that uh, because it's essentially a retirement vehicle, uh, for the majority of people, the only time you can access the money that you're putting in mm. is when you reach retirement age, which is currently 65. Um, so if you're somebody in your 40s and you're putting money into KiwiSaver, you've got to be mindful that that is money that you're not going to be able to access for another 25 years. So you've got to think about that in terms of how much you contribute. However, if you are nearing age 65... Um, or indeed now over 65, because from the 1st of July, the government now allow people over 65 to join KiwiSaver, then yes, you can uh, literally use KiwiSaver as a form of bank mm. um, because you can access your money, you can withdraw, uh, make a partial withdrawal or a full withdrawal. Um, you know, um, you have flexibility there. And more importantly, uh, in the current climate where the official cash rate is so low and the returns from the banks are low, if you have money in term deposits, you're not really earning very much on on the investment and KiwiSaver generally gives you better returns so you not only have uh, the opportunity to put term deposit money into KiwiSaver but you also have the what we call the liquidity the ability to freely uh, access that money but that's only if you're on or mm. near 65. When I started in this job uh, KiwiSaver was relatively new just uh, probably a year so into it and I made the mistake and I, I do call it a mistake now of uh, agreeing with the guy who said that what do you want is how do you want to set up your KiwiSaver do you just want to be in the default scheme and mm. I made the mistake of saying yeah no worries and then I never thought about it for years and yes, years until yes. I met you guys yes tell us about tell us a bit about why that might not be a good idea to be in the default scheme and what other schemes are available Sure. So, um, yeah, look, um, in the drive to uh, get people into KiwiSaver, uh, the government established um, uh, what they call default arrangements with a number of KiwiSaver providers, nine, um, I think, uh, from memory. And um, so most people have uh, signed up to KiwiSaver through their employers mm -hmm. and um, often if they weren't sure what uh, fund they would go in, then if the, in the absence of that decision they would go into what's called a default fund. Now the government um, set out that uh, the default schemes should be of a conservative nature. Uh, therefore, they're relatively low risk, but the counterbalance to that is that the returns that they give are fairly low. They're generally invested in um, income assets rather than growth assets. Now, uh, 12 years on, you're not alone, I have to say, Kim, because um, I think at the last count, uh, 
there's about 15% of KiwiSaver members still in default schemes. That's about 450,000 people. And, um, look, we can't just blame the banks, but the banks are, are a number of these providers who have perhaps not been quite so proactive as some in uh, encouraging those people to really think about their fund choices. And uh, the theme of this sort of uh, topic today for me was how how do we help um, KiwiSaver members grow their mm. KiwiSaver um, and one of those uh, opportunities is to review the investment fund that you have. Um, and the, we do need to take into account people's um, objectives and mm-hmm. situation and age and so forth. In terms of the options, yeah, there are conservative funds, um, which are the low risk but slightly lower return. Then there's growth or even aggressive funds, uh, generally for younger people who have a longer time to invest, and they're more heavily uh, invested in um, equities or stocks and shares higher risk but higher potential returns and then you've got uh, what we call the balanced which is sort of the midway point could you conceivably lose money in KiwiSaver? Uh, it is possible to lose money in KiwiSaver. Um, something pretty dramatic would have to happen with the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key thing is, because the markets are moving all the time, um, that uh, if people know that they are looking to access their money within, say, uh, a, quite a, a short to medium-term time frame, that they should seriously look at their investment mm-hmm. fund. So we take the view that the closer you are to one wanting to take money out, that is the time where we look to just uh, uh, ensure that the investment fund is appropriate, that it is perhaps slightly more conservative Mm. in nature. So those situations would typically be for younger ones, if they're looking to purchase uh, a first home or put a deposit down, then obviously they want some certainty that the funds that they're looking to deposit are, are there. So in that situation, the earlier we know that, the better we would encourage those uh, members to go into a slightly more conservative fund. Um, And also in the case of, say, retirement, there are other reasons or other ways you can access um, your KiwiSaver uh, funds. That's generally through hardship or serious illness. But um, that apart, those are the situations where we would um, tailor the fund accordingly. And that's the benefit of having an advisor. Sure. And uh, when we come to the Stewart Group for advice on uh, KiwiSaver, it's free, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Um, it's uh, um, something that we take great pride in. We um, established um, a, a set of KiwiSaver funds called the Asset Class Funds. We have a particular investment philosophy around that. Um, the underlying provider is a, a New Zealand-based company called Booster. Um, pleased to say that we have now um, at Stuart Group over 1,100 members, mm. um, and but also those funds are accessed by over 200 advisors, uh, financial advice firms around the country that share a similar philosophy. 
can we be hands-on with the investment? I mean, like the, in the share market, we say buy that share, sell that share, or we want to be involved with this share over here. Uh, or do we just say we're going to sign up to uh, the ultra-conservative or um, the, the the growth one and we don't have any say? Is that what happens? Uh, pretty much. I mean, certainly with the asset class funds, what we're looking at doing is, is actually avoiding trying to uh, stock pick yeah. or play the market. We have a particular uh, philosophy which is based on um, decades of evidence that the market does what the market does yeah. and um, it's it's a fool's game to try and pick the market. You might be able to pick it one out of every eight times and we don't think those odds are great so we allow the markets to do what we do and we look at the evidence and try and extract the value that we see from the markets over the long term. What about money in the bank? I mean, uh, you know, every time you turn around, the interest rates are dropping. So, but there are still people out there, particularly older people, that are more comfortable, aren't they, with going to say the BNZ or the ANZ because they can walk into that building, they can put the money in, they see it going over in, in readies, and it comes back to them almost in readies if you still want, I suppose. Money in the bank or money in KiwiSaver? Well, as I said earlier, I think that in the current climate where the official cash rate is 1% and uh, mooted to drop um, even further, then that has, uh, obviously that's a benefit for anybody wanting to borrow money, but for anybody who is saving money through the banks, mm. um, there uh, that sort of reduction in official cash rate is passed on in the form of very low returns. Um, look, I get that um, there is this sort of feeling that the banks are solid as rocks. Yeah. Um, all, all the KiwiSaver providers are, are protected so that your money is protected in that sense. Your market money can still go down because of the markets, as we, as we touched on earlier. But, um, yeah, for those people that are nearing retirement age or of retirement age, um, you can look at, say, um, being in a bank and getting with it, if you would take out inflation as well, next to nothing, mm. um, whereas you have the um, uh, opportunity to maybe put that money once it's off its um, maturity of term deposit, put that money into KiwiSaver. You can generally get, uh, depending on the fund you're in, anything between, say, 3 to 8% mm. return before tax. Um, that just may be the difference between yeah. you dipping into your capital or being able to sort of enjoy the benefits of it. Before we came to where we were talking about uh, retiring, and uh, I am now of retiring age, but I dread the thought of retiring. And I can probably see myself working for, I don't know, another five years at least. Mm, mm. And uh, as long as I've got the smarts to carry on, of course. But someone of my age, would you be suggesting perhaps that I maybe withdraw a little bit from um, the fund that I'm currently in, maybe go to be more conservative or say, hey, look, hell, go for the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting. Um, in my experience, I don't know too many people of retirement age, currently 65, who um, are looking to retire mm. per se. Um, we kind of have a view that retirement means that you're able to um, do whatever you want when you want uh, and how you want to do it. So um, that's more of a definition than saying I must stop work at age 65. Yes, um, we would we would tend to say that uh, or see 70 as being the new 65. And interestingly, if you um, keep your KiwiSaver 
going through and you're able to keep contributing to your KiwiSaver through to age 70, then that difference between taking your money out at 65 versus 70 can be really significant. Mm. It could be up to 40% more at 70 for those extra five years. And that's just the, the benefit of being uh, compounding nature of, of the returns over that sort of um, period. Uh, to answer your question, look, it, 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 it really depends on your personal objectives. Um, statistically, if you reach the age of 65, you've got an 80% chance of living to age 90 mm-hmm. if you're male, 94 if you're female. Uh, that might be uh, good news for some and maybe a bit depressing for others. <laughs> but um, essentially, that means that we've, we've all hopefully got another 25 yeah. plus years to, to, to uh, enjoy the fruits of our labours. And um, yeah, look, there's no reason. Uh, it's a fallacy to think that you have to take all your money out at mm. age 65. Take a little bit of sure. it out. Do the holiday, do the things that yeah. you want to, tick off the bucket list, but um, not necessarily take it all out. Are you surprised in this day and age that there are still more than a million Kiwis who aren't in KiwiSaver? Um, I think the more surprising statistic, I mean, yes, it's 2.9 million. And look, KiwiSaver is not necessarily for everybody. Um, there would have to be compelling reasons why you wouldn't want to be mm-hmm. in KiwiSaver. Often that's if you're in a major debt situation and, and, mm-hmm. and it would be better to put your money towards paying off debt. But that apart, I think, um, yeah, it's 2.9 million KiwiSaver members now, which is, is, pretty impressive effort in a short space of time but what is slightly more concerning is that about a million of those 2.9 million don't contribute to their kiwi saver Um, and as we've touched on earlier, you know, contributions might be through through work or voluntary contribution. So there's a lot of people who are missing out on this free government money of yeah. $521.43. Um, and, yeah, look, um, I think that's something that we try very hard at Stewart Group. We have a, a small proportion of our client base that um, don't contribute, and there can be reasons why. Mm. They may be overseas they may not be in employment and so forth so you, i don't think you'll ever get a hundred percent conversion rate but um the more you know the earlier you can start uh, the less you actually have to put in to otherwise you're you're playing catch up later down Indeed. the track just about out of time you want to have a quick word about the australian super yeah, so we, we've we've touched on um, sort of four areas that you can um, grow your KiwiSaver, your contributions, the choice of investment fund, extending the retirement age uh, when you take KiwiSaver out, uh, bank term deposits for those of, of nearing or at retirement age. The other one is that there's an awful lot of Kiwis that have spent time living and working abroad, mm-hmm. um, namely in Australia. And um, the um, Australian Tax Office um, know have recorded that uh, there's about seventeen and a half billion Australian dollars 
in lost or unclaimed um, superannuation. It's not all Kiwis, but Kiwis will have a proportion thereof. And so what we um, uh, provide at um, Stewart Group um, uh, for a very nominal cost is the ability to repatriate the Australian superannuation monies and put them into the KiwiSaver investment. Mm. Um, not only does that um, save um, uh, people on the fees, they're often still paying fees on, on the superannuation. Quite often there's an insurance policy that they're paying fees on that actually probably won't even operate because they're out of the country. Um, but more importantly, that injection of monies from Australia can just help supercharge the yeah. KiwiSaver. Um, there can be some tax implications, mm-hmm. I have to stress that. So we're not tax specialists, so people would need to get some um, specialist tax advice if they so chose. But that's a service that we're very happy to, to arrange on behalf of um, uh, customers. Is that a two-way street if I, was, if I had a substantial uh, KiwiSaver account here, for instance? And I decided I was going to emigrate to Australia for some time. Could I transfer my KiwiSaver to my Australian super fund? Uh, yes, indeed, you can. Um, and um, I'm, it doesn't happen very often, mm. to be fair. Uh, we see a lot of um, Australians come come over, and there is a bit of a, a myth that if you come over from Australia and, and um, have your pension transferred, that you cannot go back to Australia. Mm. Let me allay the fears yeah. there. You can. You are required to sign a document that says that you've permanently emigrated. But we've we've seen people go back uh, once uh, or a couple of other times, and then subsequently come back again and and repay their pension again. But what it does work you, both ways. What happens if you're going on your OE? I don't know. So I'm, here I am, uh, an older man perhaps, and uh, the government is still giving me the money if they were, and I decide to take a year off. Can I put my KiwiSaver on hold, and then when I come back, it starts up just like it was before I left? Uh, yes. I mean, you can still keep contributing to your KiwiSaver if you mm. wanted uh, from overseas, but you wouldn't be um, eligible for the um, government contributions for the period that you were out of the country. Good on you, Jeff. It's been our pleasure to talk with you about KiwiSaver. Now, if we need any advice, any financial advice or insurance advice, KiwiSaver from the Stew Group, where do we find you? Okay, so there's a couple of ways. You can um, give us a, a call, um, 0800 878 961. Uh, email us, kiwisaver at uh Or the old-fashioned way, come in and see us. We'd love to, to see you, 204 Kadamu Road, Hastings. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.